So Bart, um, tell us about your traveling experience and how it changed you. So traveling is one of those experiences that you will learn a lot automatically, whether or not you study anything about traveling, whether or not you watch any videos. You don't have to watch any foreign movies. But like, let's say my friend Jeff from Las Vegas, for him traveling is like going from Boston to New York. That, that's not necessarily what I'm talking about because even though there is, there is a little bit of a cultural change, what I'm talking about is international traveling. If you haven't done that, get a passport. I traveled lots of places. If you didn't know, I was born in Poland, I came to Chicago, and I've also traveled extensively in Asia. So the world is very big and there's tons to learn from everything. So I'll tell you a little bit of what I learned in every country. Okay, Poland, what I learned from Poland is that it's fun to dance. Poland will definitely teach you dancing is fun and like going out and having a beer and dancing and then even like in a friendly kind of open way you can grab someone hey you want to dance with me maybe if you're shy of talking to like a girl at a dance floor I think Poland and like even something in the in that East European block all those countries are really good for meeting like a girl and just you know asking her if you want to dance and even if she's not on the dance floor maybe she's like just like in a friendly social circle you could ask her hey next Saturday you want to go dancing a lot of Eastern Europeans are very much up for dancing and, and grabbing a beer so that's something I learned there now let's let's take it down now to a little bit uh, this way Germany so Germany has a way of like um, being structured logical if you know like what's from Germany right BMW Mercedes Volkswagen a lot of German technology is based on being logical and efficient right so a lot of the if you study a little bit of the German language uh, you know, you you will you will notice that the, the syntax of the language is like it must be there. There's no ambiguity in the language. So not just the culture, but the language itself has a preemptive syntax patterns that will make you think a certain way. And you know, France is famous for perfumes and 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 cooking, and Italy is famous for their beaches. So you get leisurely activities in those type of places. Um, I didn't travel much to like South America, but I've traveled a lot to Asia. Now, what I've learned in China is that, you know, um, everything, every, it's like that old saying goes, a penny saved is a penny earned. A lot of people will really teach you, if you've never been to China, like, I mean, mainland China, like, you know, Beijing, Shanghai, Chongqing, Hangzhou, uh, Nanjing, uh, Guangzhou, um, Guangdong, I mean, so all those places will teach you how to be thrifty, how to, you know, not spend money on, on stupid things, and basically a lot of Chinese people, if you didn't know, they they save up for several years, and then when the when their son or daughter attends college or university, they pay for the university in cash, and when then when they get like 25, 30, and they buy their first apartment, they buy their apartment or house with cash so they they live frugally maybe even cheaply like they don't spend money on like lots of weird things like us americans we like to buy something and use it a couple times and then throw it in the attic the closet the basement but chinese people actually they still buy a little stuff here and there but not as much and they have a huge percentage of their income towards savings and what china taught me is that you know save up money for the university to pay for university in cash why get a mortgage just save up money 
and buy your house in cash. Now, I'm not saying it's always realistic, but not. I definitely changed from not being to China to going to China. I feel almost embarrassed now getting a mortgage versus before I was like, yeah, I'll just get a mortgage and buy a house. Now I'm almost embarrassed. Like, wow, I should, I, you know, when you, when you go to the grocery store and you buy yourself a sandwich, you don't mortgage the sandwich, you know what I mean? Well, you just buy it with cash. Yeah, but don't you think for a lot of people it's just not a reality? Mortgage is the only way. I'm saying before that, before going to China, I didn't even, those, they make, don't, don't, get, don't get confused. Their income is small. The average income in China is maybe $900 a month. And those people are, are able to save up $50,000 for an apartment. You know what I mean? So you're, so you're just saying that us Americans should have more mentality towards savings? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it'll help you, help you because, uh, you know, everything is connected together. Your, your life, you know, if, if you have, you know, savings, then you have the house, then you're not worried, and then you can do, as long as you're not doing any more reactively, you know, reactively is like firefighting, right? There's a fire and you have to put out the fire. That's reactive. You don't want to be in the world of reactive thinking. You want to be in the world of proactive thinking, long-term thinking, planning everything. So saving money is a long-term strategy, right? And I told you, one of the things I focus on with Creek Bank Power is long-term strategies that work, not necessarily short-term bandages. You don't want a bandage. You want the surgery that's a little bit painful, but that solves the problem. You don't want to be coping. You want to be thriving, right? And Okay, let's move on to another country, Thailand. Thailand, what Thailand taught me is that life is full of freedom. Is that, you know, uh, they have a lot of temples, if you hadn't known, and they're very spiritual, and a lot of them are Buddhists. So if you combine the idea of Buddhism and freedom, what Thailand taught me is that you just have to let go of your problems, and, you know, just uh, as long as you keep inner peace, kind of like in a Buddhist kind of way, the, the problems aren't as big as you think they are. Because if you, if you have, if you have, if, if the problems are within your grasp and you control your problems, you don't want problems to control you. You want to be, in, you want to be like a manager recognizing the problem, but not letting it kind of affect you. You want to be the master of your reality. You don't want to be the victim of reality. And that's what we t teach here with uh, quick brain power is like, I can do a little demonstration for you now. It's like, I am powerful, right? Quick, bring power. Like, I love my life. I'm happy. I'm joyful. It's great. And even if you don't feel like it, just getting into the emotion of like, let's say you're like sitting down here, put, put the camera on me. Let's say you're like sitting down, it's like, man, it's like, this is bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. Even if you don't feel like it, just, just get up and stand up and like, like, yes. Like, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna solve this, that the world is mine, I'm gonna be, you know, having a successful, but I'm, I'm gonna be one of those top 1%, you know, even though everybody hates the 1%, it's like, I wanna be that top 1%, right? It's like, it's, it's, it's like being motivating, but, but like, not just motivating, I call it priming your mind. You wanna prime yourself, because you can't have a successful business just being depressed and, and, and full of anxiety, and kind of inner turmoil, kind of like distressing you. Now let's go back to the Thailand. That's what I'm talking about with freedom. Is like if you if you can be peaceful. If you notice in all of my videos, 
even if I get sometimes analytical, I'm never genuinely angry. You could never break my composure. I'm, I've like mastered the inner Buddha, right? Uh, the only fault that I can uh, take up is maybe sometimes I'm a little boring, but I'll take that if that's what it takes to be analytical and get the emotions out of it and making the right decision at the right time. But Bart, what, what would you say to all the people out there who have family, jobs that they can't leave? Even though yeah. they want but to like travel. They're in a, like you, you mean like they're in a situation, is what you're saying. They, they live paycheck to paycheck. They can't necessarily put well, aside $5,000 for a vacation. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, or even, you know, if they do have vacation, it has to be on a limited budget and with limited days. So they can't travel to Thailand. They have to go to Wisconsin for the weekend, you know? See, that's a, that's a, that's a great practical question. And, and I, I love that question. Because that, that means if, you, if you're just thinking of like locally, hey, I'm from Chicago, I'm going to fly to L.A., Hollywood, you know, Texas, New York, California, um, you know, Vermont, Atlanta, Florida, Miami, you know, that's not going to really teach you the value of culture and the value of, um, you know, there's so much to be gained on an international level. I know some of you have even, the biggest problem I think is the people who have never traveled once. I think once you travel like once or twice, people who've traveled like twice tend to later to go three times, four times, five times. You know what I mean? Just maybe the first step is get your passport and learn. Because if you, if you think your life is so precious and your problems are so real, wait till you go to Guatemala and see how someone lives happily, happily on $100 a month. You need to see that to really get perspective. That's what traveling is gonna do to you. It's gonna give you perspective. You know, how can you be happy on, you know, $200 a month? How can you be happy in a third world country with no electricity or, or slow Wi-Fi, or, you know, um, without your Mercedes, you know? How can you be happy without, you know, people knowing, oh, uh, where's my, you know, 10,000 Instagram followers? They don't know me there. But that's the thing about international travel. No one knows who you are. And then that's when you bring out your authentic self, your real self, and, and they, 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 they talk to you on a level-to-level -level, uh, way where, 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 where your genuine personality comes out. Do you agree? I agree. Because um, a lot of the, your ten, even your friends sort of tend to talk to you in a way based on your reputation, right? If you go to a new country, you have no reputation. They talk to you just based on you because you have no previous reputation. But I gotta say, I'm puzzled. You know, you just told us we should save money and now you just told us that we should travel, which kind of is the opposite. Yeah, so you have a budget, right? I mean, obviously we're talking about like adults, you know, who have, you know, a plan, right? I mean, you should have, you know, maybe 5% of your income is for traveling and maybe 25% is for saving and, you know, uh, and maybe like, you know, 15% of your income is for investing and 40 to 50% of your income is for living off of. See, but the problem is people, even some of my friends, they buy a house and like 50% of their income is already going towards a mortgage because they want to have a six bedroom house. How can you travel if you took out a half a million dollar mortgage for a six bedroom house? You can't. That's the answer is you can't. You have to get an apartment. Sorry, buddy. You can't have the basement with the attic and the five bedroom. But that way, forget that. You'll get to see 20 countries or 30 countries every single year. 
whatever. You'll have the money to make up for that delta difference of like, hey, I did the math and my mortgage is too high. Well, guess what? Get rid of the mortgage, sell the house, downsizing. You know, a lot of tiny houses are getting more popular now. But I'm not saying live in a shed, you know, I'm not being that extreme. I'm just saying live in that apartment, forget the house, live in the apartment and travel the world. And then that'll also the savings, coming back to your question, you can use the savings to like start your own passion business. And, 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 and you see how I started this quick brain power business. I used this money for my savings and I didn't necessarily have to have this big mortgage over me, killing me, say, like, hey, I can't start quick brain power because you know my, my my mortgage is twenty five hundred a month. You see what I mean? You have to pick, you know, which which one you want to go with. And you're like, hey, you know, but I need the house because I have four children. We're like, no, you don't. You see, you don't. You you can have children in an apartment. Yeah, it might not be perfect, but that's the thing. It's about compromise. It's about you know taking the lesser of two evils and having a proper analytical mindset of what what you're going through. What time are we at? So a lot of a lot of the, the the ways to you know get a girlfriend or pick up a hot girl is maybe similarly in the way of what we teach in the sense of like you know you have to know your way of thinking your psychology and you know uh, your fundamental thinking patterns and and then how you use your thinking to 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 you to to basically um, let me see. Put yourself in a in a world of behavior, not in a world of thinking, because a lot of beginners, like guys who are like shy with girls, they're very big thinkers, right? They think, they think, they think, and they go. Brrr. They have a downward spiral, and they, they they have what's called paralysis by analysis. They analyze, they analyze, and they you know they compare and contrast, but they don't have a lot of experience. So uh, so. There's fundamentally two ways I need to teach you guys a quick brain power. Number one is the inner psychology way, and number two is the external behavior. Because if you look at me, is zoom up on the camera a little bit. Like you have to be able to like stand up and say, "I'm strong. I'm powerful. Today I'm gonna change my life. I'm gonna do it." You know, if I have to go to the gym, I'll do it. If I have to, you know, take care of my finances, I'll apply for that job I wanted. I'll be great at my interview. You have to be able to just like get the energy out of you and be powerful, you know? So I'm just kind of demonstrating here, but I just wanted you to get an idea. It's kind of like, even though I was sitting and resting, I could just like bring it out of me anytime I want, you know? It's just kind of like in there. So, so in other words, would you say that you're being more practical versus some other books that just, you know, kind of teach you the mindset, but it doesn't take you beyond that? I, I, th there's several things, but I think, personally, actually, I think a lot of people can relate to me more because if you think about it, Tony Robbins is like 60 years old. He just had his 60th birthday. And as, as, as great of a guy he is, he even the, he's a grandpa, you know what I mean? Like, I'm 30 years old. I'm like the guy you want to be learning from because we're in the same boat, you know what I mean? And you want to compare yourself, you know, apples to apples of like, like I'm 30 years old, I'm like this, this dude's 30 years old, he's like this, you know what I mean? Even though Tony Robbins is great, he's like double our age, he's 60. So I, I think uh, there's more you could learn from me because we're the same age, we're the same generation. And, um, but combined with that, his, his information is outdated, you know what I mean? He's been teaching the same stuff for 30 years. 
and we're, we're I think we we have a lot of new technology now in, in, in the field of linguistics in the field of uh, you know personal change business consulting I think if you listen to a lot of my videos and I challenge you I dare you if you listen to a lot of my videos you're like I've never heard anyone say it like this like the, the, the combination of words and the sequencing and arrangement of how I actually put the ideas and the concepts together into a kind of like very clear way not just clear in, in, in the sense of you understand it but clear in the sense of the English language behind it I'm able to dissect language into component units so that there's no ambiguity you know the you know uh, uh, you know as I would say a lot of people exacerbate on an ambiguous disarray but so 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 one of the ways I really want to stand out is number one we're the same age number two is um, I, I'm, I'm much more uh, I, I think I have a different style you know what I mean a lot of people have this uh, sort of safe style you know what I mean like a, like a mainstream style sort of like lovey-dovey stuff I'm kind of more of like uh, brutal facts uh, not necessarily trying to hurt you but like I'm gonna tell you all all your flaws all your problems and then all the ways to fix it right like constructive criticism right critical thinking is about being cynical but also you know holding both for both representations simultaneously you want to be able to see the worst situation possible and the best situation possible and the entire spectrum within and that's what quick brain power is about um, give us a try you know and uh, so I'll hold you to it I know you said that we should take the constructive criticism however with all the political things going on and the situation in America currently don't you think that we're overly sensitive nowadays and some people could get offended instead of actually working on fixing their problems yeah 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 you have what's called I call a you know a semantic response and like emotional every, every word is triggers you emotionally because if you know I know this for a fact I know a lot of brilliant people smart people every single smart person uses a word as a piece of information like a nail and a hammer you know what I mean it's just a tool there's not a single word that should be able to affect you and if you look at one of my other videos I have a video called on diffusing emotions getting rid of your emotions stop living in a world of emotions you can express emotions but don't live in a world of emotions live in a world of behavior be behavior driven even something like going to the gym right you don't you shouldn't care whether you like going to the gym whether you had a good day at a gym get the emotions out of there just say okay I did my exercises or I didn't do my exercises that's it you know what I mean I'm not saying there, there, there isn't an emotional way of analyzing it I'm just saying emotions are not gonna help you as much as you think the, what, the, the, what's really gonna help you is black and white whether or not you do it much more than your opinion of how it went down you know what I mean like like for example even if you went on a date whether it's a good date or a bad date you should think about you know staying at home versus being at any date you know what I mean a lot of single guys that don't have a girlfriend they would even prefer a bad date compared to like you know just staying home alone as long as it's not like a crazy like uh, date but it's like a genuinely bad date you know um, so yeah next question